Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. going on guys thank you so very much for joining us right here on off the script this is your aew dynamite post show for january 11 2023 i am your host jd from new york as always coming to you from the ots venue and i'm missing my partner he must have gotten up and taken a shit i don't know where, where is he this guy, I mean, listen, bro, where are you, man? We're 15 minutes into the fucking show, and I got no fucking co-host! This fucking guy, oh my goodness, man, right on cue, bro. But listen, man, I was, listen, man, we were talking about how great you were, man. We missed you, man. Where'd you go? Man, fuck you. <laughs> <sighs> oh my goodness, man. We hey. got a $100 super chat. Holy shit, from Matt the PW fan. Thank you so much, man. He says this was one of the best AEW Dynamite shows they've put on. Adam Cole is back, baby. Only part of the show I didn't like was the JAS segment. Mercedes Monet didn't debut tonight. I'd rather see her debut at Revolution, and she will lead a women's revolution in AEW. Oh, my goodness, Matt. Thank you so much, brother. Your generosity is very much Appreciated, Jesse. What's going on, man? What a dynamite tonight, man! That may have been they that may have been one of the best dynamites that that, that Tony Khan has ever put on. Yeah, I feel like we just said that though. I see. Seemingly, it feels like that every time we have a mega show like this. Yeah, I don't think it was better than last week's. You thought but last week was better, but nonetheless, damn good show. Very good show, man. And uh, we're gonna get right into it, guys. We don't want to waste any time tonight. And uh, Jesse and I are both exhausted. We did a two-hour live stream earlier. Uh, going over the absolute fucking nightmarish situation over in Stanford, Connecticut. So if you guys missed that beautiful podcast earlier, you can go check Everything that out. Everything is fine in Stanford. Well, I mean, listen, man, it's like fucking uh, rainbows and sunshine over there, man. I can't wait to go work for WWE one day, man. It may be that we're working for the Saudis, though. I know how excited you are about that. Ugh. I know. Well- they pay up the woo man, so... I know. Listen, man, we're going to be in that money, and that's what we're going to start off with, man. Uh, I know uh, this has uh, really no bearing on the show because she wasn't there tonight, but uh, it is seemingly trending on social media right now, so I figured we'd start off with this hot-button topic. Uh, Mercedes Monet, a.k.a. Sasha Banks, did not debut with AEW this week, tonight in Los Angeles after rampant speculation online. Uh, Mr. Uh, Steve Mulehausen of DAZN uh, hit a double whammy. He said last week his sources say that Mercedes is the partner for Soraya in this tag team match with Brett Baker and Jamie Hayter. And yesterday he said the WWE was sold to the Saudi Arabians. He got both of these mega rumors both wrong, bro. How to kill your credibility in fucking 24 hours with Steve Mulehausen, man. Holy shit. Either he buried himself, or we have another uh, Raj Geary situation, man. I don't know, man. We'll, f- we'll we'll figure that out when we get there. But Mercedes did not show up on the show tonight. She did not 
interfere in the match. She didn't replace Tony Storm. There was a ton of speculation about what she would be doing on this show. But no Mercedes. And a lot of people are now upset. They are disappointed. And the IWC, in typical fashion, got themselves hyped up for absolutely nothing that AEW uh, even hinted at at all outside of a Britt Baker uh, she's the boss line in last week's promo now I'm gonna let Jesse have the floor in a second my quick thoughts on this I I don't know why you guys are upset Tony Khan did not insinuate at all and he hasn't said anything about Mercedes even joining the company number one so you can't be mad at AEW and you can't be mad at Tony Khan Now, the Britt Baker line, I don't know why that line was said because that's exactly what everybody ran with, with uh, the line that she said that she's the boss, and we know Sasha was the boss in WWE. She's now being referred to as the CEO, uh, as Mercedes Monet. But, uh, I mean, if she wasn't coming in, then they could have easily redid that promo, but it was left in for a very specific reason. Now, Mercedes debuted at New Japan, Wrestle Kingdom. She will be wrestling Kyrie, Battle in the Valley, Uh, in the middle of February for the IWGP Women's Championship. And that will be Mercedes' first match outside of WWE for another promotion. And I think that's what everybody is failing to understand, Jesse. Now, it would be great for Mercedes to be in AEW, but she did sign a contract with New Japan, and New Japan is putting that show behind a paywall. You have to pay money to watch that match and that show in the middle of February. How much would it take away from a, from New Japan if AEW got Mercedes, put her on TV, and put her in this and, and got physical, and, and then, then she goes and potentially beats Kyrie for the IWGP Women's Championship? You want that first match away from WWE to be a big deal, and it is a big deal, and New Japan has it, and I honestly don't think Tony Khan is going to disrespect New Japan in that way. He's going to let her do what she has to do, and I honestly think with what we saw tonight with Sheeta. We may be looking at a major six-woman tag team match at Revolution, and I think that is when Tony Khan unveils uh, Mercedes. She may be the IWGP Women's Champion by that point, and it's even going to add more value to her already skyrocketed stock. So I think people are getting a little impatient here. I think people hype themselves up, and I do think Mercedes shows up at Revolution, bro. What do you think? I think this is how we get into this fucking predicament way in tonight. We told ourselves she was going to be in L.A., she wasn't. Now I'm looking at my Twitter feed and I'm looking at everybody else in the chat. Now we're all, now we're all putting her at revolution. No one told us this. We are already building ourselves. I up am for trying to right think now. ahead because I do believe she's coming in. We keep doing this to ourselves. You just told 2,000 people you're pretty sure you think she'll be at Revolution. I didn't say anything. I said that it's a possibility she could be at Revolution. She ain't coming. You know when she's coming? When they tell us she's coming. That's it. That's it. We keep building ourselves up for this letdown, man. That's what you got to say. And they, they viewing her in here in the States will be way smarter than holding off into New Japan because... The people that see her debut here in the States and then she can promote her match with Kyrie, that will get more views. All right, but you also take away that special feeling of her wrestling outside of a WWE ring for the first time. If she shows up on Dynamite, how much or how special is that for New Japan? Not really. It's her first New Japan match and it's with Kyrie singing. It's for the title. That's not special. 
I mean, it diminishes it diminishes it a little bit. Diminishes what? Bro, Sheeta is the story. Sheeta, Hikaru, Sheeta is the story here. Lights the internet on fire and then goes to New Japan and challenges for the title. Bro, what do you think? Tony Khan is a fucking geek, man. Look at the story that's unraveling here. Stop. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Look at the story. Look at the story that's unraveling here, man. We don't know. Now, it was blatantly obvious to me that Sheeta threw that kendo stick tonight in the ring for Britt Baker to use. She's turning heel. She is joining forces with Britt and Jamie Hayter. That leaves three against two. Soraya and Tony Storm are going to need a partner, bro. And, to- and, and J- Jamie Hayter does not have a-, a legit opponent lined up that we can honestly say, yeah, you know, uh, that- that's going to be a great match for the Women's Championship. She don't have one of those. Chris Statlander, Thunder Rosa. So now you're doing the same thing with that. I'm doing with Mercedes with Chris Statlander, and, and we don't know when she's coming back. What, what, are, you, what are you, a physician? At this moment, we got a better chance of it being Chris Statlander or Thunder Rosa than Mercedes. At this moment. Well, why would Thunder Rosa come back and get a championship match? Why would they pick out of the blue for her, for, for Soraya's partner to be Tony Storm last week? Why? Who says Jamie Hitter has to defend the title at the pay-per-view? I didn't say she did or didn't. All right. I'm looking at well, a six-woman tag team. Why the tease? Why the mystery partner? And then a week out, it's Tony Storm. Potentially, they didn't have Sasha Banks lined up. I don't know. Why is no Mercedes trending on Twitter right now? Because everybody let themselves down by wanting something to happen that AEW didn't advertise. Right. Like revolution. It's a possibility. See, here we go again. I'm holding out hope, bro. People, people that I know stayed home to watch this shit thinking that they were going to get Mercedes. Shout out to Destiny. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, man. Let's build our hopes back up for a revolution letdown, man. Let's do it. I don't know, man. Listen, Mercedes, I do believe that Mercedes is coming. I, I, I do. So I, I think we need to be a little bit more vigilant, a little bit more patient, and... She'll be here. I, 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 I think she will be here. All joking aside, I do think that she'll be here. But a lot of people, and, and tonight was a big show, right? I mean, if you put Mercedes in the middle of that show and then you go off the air with those trios, championships, and that, you know, there, there was a lot going on this show. I mean, it's something that could easily be overshadowed. Uh, it, it, you got to have it stand on its own. There was just so much packed into this show. Maybe he didn't want to do it tonight. Maybe they got a bigger plan. So I, I'm holding out. I do think that. She is going to be in AEW, but a lot of people now got it trending. No Mercedes online, and then they are upset with AEW for it not delivering something that they never really advertised anyway. They never, they never promised us that. No. As much as I would love to hold them to the fire over the whole Christian Cage reveal and shit like that, they, they never promised us or insinuated we were getting Mercedes. Listen, Tony Khan is no fool. If he knows Mercedes is a free agent, you know for a fact that he's got he's gotten at least a discussion or two out of her. Who knows yeah, what she, who knows what she wants, bro? I mean, the, the rumor going around was that she didn't want a long-term commitment. You know, I, I mean, I, she, you can't bring someone like that in for six months and then lose them back yeah. to WWE. But, you know, he's going to at least ask for a year, you know, possibly two, and she's only 30 years old. So, I mean, she's not going to be locked in for a fucking seven-year contract. So. No, and the fact that she's signed with New Japan means nothing. I get a yeah. New Japan superstar in AEW every other goddamn week. That, that I mean, you got Kenny Omega in the IWGP United States Championship on AEW Dynamite. That means absolutely nothing. 
Yes, it, it, it means nothing. As far as I'm concerned, if she signs with New Japan, if she signed with ROH, if she signed with MLW, it's the, it's the same as being in, w, in, in, in AEW. Same goddamn thing. Yeah. They'll have her. So I, I think everybody needs to calm down, and uh, we will see how this all progresses. And uh, we got and listen, we got a nice little storyline being played out here. Which side is Sheeta on? It looked a little obvious to me that she's on Britt's side because uh, I don't know why she would throw that uh, kendo stick in the ring if not meant for Britt Baker to use. So we will see what happens with that uh, faking of a oh my god I fucked up expression that she put on that the camera yeah, clearly got. So uh, we will see what happens with that. But I'm excited to see where this story goes and if she does align herself with uh, DMD and Jamie Hayter. The other big thing that happened tonight was the AEW Trios Championships, the finals ladder match between the Elite and the Death Triangle. Uh, we have been through a roller coaster of emotions. Some people did not like the best of seven. Some people thought it was boring. Some people thought it was played out and it was too long. And the matches look the same. I got to give all six guys props. They absolutely fucking killed every one of these matches. I got to give Tony Khan props because he made the clear and right creative decision to make the last three matches in this best of seven, uh, you know, stipulation matches, and they all differed from one another. And the elites, as predictable as it was going to be, Jesse, in Los Angeles, in the backyard of the Young Bucks, are now the AW Trio's champions. And I can only hope that we get the House of Black challenging the elites going into the pay-per-view and beyond because we need some new blood in the trio's tag team division, and I think the House of Black is right there waiting and willing to challenge the elite. Well, you know, it, it could have been a longer match, but, you know, depending on, uh, you know, ladder matches and how brutal it can be and with these six guys, I think it, it really went the proper distance, and they gave you a lot packed into that 12, 13 minutes but I thought it was a great main event, Jesse, and we got the new champions, even though it was a predictable one. It was very predictable. Um, I, I I was not a fan of the of the concept of the series when it started. You know, I've been documented on that one. Um, tonight's match was good. I will say, um, true to a seven-game series form, game six was better than game seven. Um I just think they they had to rush too much and pack too much into a small amount of time tonight. Um, don't want to take away from what they went through, man. You know, it was you know it was it was fucking great. You know, I I just think you know game six was better than game seven. That's usually the case in, in seven game yeah. NBA series. Man. Yeah, it's like game six is 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 the is the killer. You know, game seven is usually the walk away. Like it's, it's over now, but. Um, I love what the I love what these six guys did here, man. It, it you know, it was a little bit you know overbooked with the with the Abrihantes and and the you know the Brandon Cutler thing, but it wasn't anything like crazy over the top. It wasn't like Jeff Jarrett overbooked, nothing no. like that. But it was a good match. It was fast. It was quick. It was compact. That's why I think um, the sixth one was better. But this served its purpose. It told its story. And, yeah, I'm with you. I'm ready to move on to something else for those titles. Yeah, we don't know what that uh, what that something else is. But uh, I love what they did with this best of seven. Uh, I hope we don't see one, f uh, another one for a very long time, uh, especially in a tag team capacity. But now, these six guys, they killed it. We, we know how great they are. And I hope that the follow-up for both the Elite and the Death Triangle is a very good one for, uh, for both of these teams in AEW. But... Uh, you know, it was a predictable main event. There really wasn't much. It was as expected. 
uh, with this type of environment from these six guys. Dives and fucking going through tables and pile drivers on ladder bridges and all this other shit. Like Jesse said, we got Alex Abrahantes in there. We got Brandon Cutler with the cold spray in there. It was a lot to digest, but in the end, I think, you know, the ladder match giving away the elite winning in L.A., even though it was as predictable, I think it's going to go down as a memorable moment for AEW, even though it was a very hot-button topic and a very polarizing best of seven because a lot of people didn't like it, a lot of people did. Uh, It will go down at the end of all this as a memorable thing because AEW never did one, and it was a very... Uh, risque decision to even do it in the trios capacity. So I give them credit, and there's no way, there's literally no way. I, I mean, some of the people in the chat are a dick. There's no way you could look at these six guys and tell me that they had a bad match. I mean, it's just fucking stupid. No. I mean, no, give me a break. No, there was no bad match. Those are the levels of which one was best. That's all. Yes, yes. So the elite of the trios champions, uh, and I hope that the House of Black now can be moved into position because they've been on TV and have been absolutely doing nothing. Uh, move into position, and we get some matches with. Kenny Omega and Buddy Matthews, Kenny Omega and Malachi Black, you know, Brody King and Kenny Omega. Uh, it's, it's, there's, there's a lot there. There's a lot there. Brody, K- Brody King and Buddy Matthews versus the, the Young Bucks. Yeah, I, I will say this, and, and this, maybe this becomes a little bit of an issue in the coming weeks, but I don't want to see these two teams wrestle any fucking more. No, nah, me neither. I don't think anybody for does. The, for, for a long time. So... With that being said, with the with the elite moving on to possibly House of Black or whatever else they might have going on, what does Death Triangle do? Because again, I don't want to see these guys challenge for the trios titles for a long fucking time. I, I don't know. I read a report that uh, Tony Khan is giving FTR two months off to recoup because they are. Uh, I mean, they had one hell of a fucking brutal year. Uh, maybe they slot into the tag team division and they give that tag team division some. Much-needed breath of fresh air. Maybe we get the Lucha Brothers uh, going after the acclaimed. Who, who knows? I mean, Pac. So now are we splitting up the trios? Is Pac going to go singles for a while now? I would like to see pa- uh, Pac go single or Pac Well, that's, that's fine. That's fine. I'm not, no, I'm not opposed to it, but it just gives the feel that that triangle get beaten out of the trios division. I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, you can keep them in the trios, but... How many other trios is AEW pushing prominently at this time? Right. And do we have enough to see non-title feuds going on? No. And where do they go if they start winning? Back to another match with the Elite? We don't want to see that anymore now. No. Yeah, it's a, it's so, a little bit of a, you know, sticky yeah. situation there. I mean, I'd like to see Pac go after Darby Allen for the TNT title if possible. You know, that would be a great match. He's, did the all, he's done the, the All-Atlantic thing. You know, I think uh, Takesh is waiting to take that belt off Orange Cassidy or whoever's holding the championship after what he did tonight. Uh, it, it is a up-in-the-air discussion. We don't know. You know, they're too good to not be on TV, so I'm sure yeah. they'll be featured in some way. Yeah, the only way that I can see them keeping these this team together, the Death Triangle, is turning them full-blown heel. And it would it would introduce a new dynamic to the, to the team as a trios. But... Even again, we have to see them in another match with the elite. So maybe, maybe they split them up. You know, Pac in the match, he went back with the hammer. He went towards the hammer again, and the hammer in the end, you know, did not get the job done. And you know, Ray Phoenix never even wanted to use the hammer in the first place. He was always hesitant to use it. So I, I, I don't know. Maybe we see a split yeah. of of Death Triangle for now. I don't know. Maybe. 
Anyway, the Elite win the titles. They are the new trio champions, and uh, we will see where uh, all of this goes for those championships. Like I said, the House of Black should absolutely be the next team lined up to go against the Elite. Uh, we're going to talk about Takeshita. We're going to talk about Brian, a banger, and I mean a fucking banger of a match between those two guys, uh, as you would expect with, with, with those two talents. And then we got John Moxley and Hangman Adam Page to open the show, and then we'll talk about the ladies as well. They had a very good tag team match, and Soraya looked good out there, and Jamie Hader is uh, becoming uh, ever so popular, man. A little bit more popular than Britt possibly out there. She's getting them pops, man. She's getting them pops, and she's got everything working for her, and she's one of Tony Brown's favorites, so we know. Jamie's awesome. We know. We're going to get into all that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, quickly. Let me just go over a couple of... You know, usual things. Number one, follow me on social media, at JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. Links are down below in the description. You can follow Jesse on social media as well. As you see there, Chi-Town Smart. We just hit 48,000 followers on Twitter. Thank you guys very much. Uh, we blew past 48. We're now at 48.1. So thank you for all the support and all the new followers on the Bird app. And we hit 140,000 subscribers on YouTube, we we blew past that today with the podcast earlier about Stephanie McMahon and the WWE sale to the Saudis. So thank you for 140,000. You guys are awesome, and you are already starting out the year uh, with some rock and roll here on Off the Script. I really appreciate it. Uh, make sure you guys go and hit that subscribe button down below. Become part of the family. Uh, Super chats are open. We'll go over them at the end of the show. Memberships are open. Hit that join button. Become a channel member right here on Off the Script. Uh, badges, emotes, uh, members only chats on Sunday. You guys know the drill there. And go check out all the other videos, including today's live stream on Stephanie McMahon and the WWE sale to the Saudis that Jesse and I did. Uh, it is on the homepage. So you guys want to go check that out. It is all there for you. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. John Moxley, Adam Page, they opened up the show. Now, I thought that we were going to get uh, a, you know, a Takeshita versus Brian open, but we got this, and I had uh, no problems with that whatsoever. The story of this match all stemmed from Adam Page's concussion. They turned it into a storyline. So they took something that was not planned in the match and legit made it into a storyline here. And this was Adam Page's first match since that night. He did suffer a concussion from John Moxley and that big King Kong lariat. Um, I thought this was one of the more genuine storylines going in AEW, Jesse, and it looks like with the ending of this match, we are going to continue that because if you, if you guys watched the match tonight and seen what happened, uh, Adam Page showed some sympathy, and they kind of kept the concussion you know, angle going. 
not so much with Adam Page, but now with what Page did to Moxley as Doc Samson was in the ring after the match, and he was checking on John Moxley. So it looks like they're continuing that in what was a fantastic match to open the show. Both guys beat the shit out of each other. The crowd was big into it. Normally with these matches, two over babyfaces like these two guys uh, usually get one guy kind of playing heel and the other guy playing the babyface. They both played their normal uh, positions here, their normal roles, and the crowd loved every minute of it, Jesse. This was a banger of an open, and I'd love to see another match. It is. You can tell that the, um, the work rate that they had, the match that they had laid out, Yep. Um, you can tell they prepared for it, you know? It feels like they it, they needed a little bit of time to get comfortable with each other out there. And then once that happened, man, the match started flowing, man. I, I mean, this seems like it's going to be a championship match one day down the road. I'd love to see it again, I mean, especially for something like that, yeah. So we got this match starting open uh, or, or starting Dynamite uh, as the opening match here. Moxley, he was trying to set up Page in the corner, raked his back. He started biting his back as well, which is something new there. Moxley couldn't get an arm bar, so he had a series of German suplexes. Moxley then went for the lariat. Page turned it into an exploder. He looked for a buckshot that Page, but Moxley sent him crashing into the guardrail. Now, there's new guardrails on that, out on the outside. There's no more, you know, old-school steel uh, barred guardrails. It looks like it's a solid—I don't know if it's—it's it's not an LED, but it's a solid board on the side of the ring with the crowd— and it's got the new AEW logo on it with the new AEW colors. Last week, they uh, had the old uh, white and gold logo on the barricade, so they seemingly fixed that. So we got some new look. The, the new look for Dynamite continues here in week two. So he went into that, and Paige started to make a comeback. Lariat on the floor. Moxley turned Paige inside out with another Lariat in the ring. So they, they went really big on the Lariats here. Yeah, uh, it was a big lariat night to, altogether. I mean, even even in the Takeshi Bryan match, and then even with the the ladies, they, 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 there was a ton of lariats. Uh, Moxley controlled the action throughout a commercial break, picture in picture. But Page battled back with a back suplex lariat uh, again. So both are slow to get to their feet with more forearms trading back and forth. Page at a fallaway slam, kip up. Moxley tried it German, but Page landed on his feet and leveled Moxley with another lariat. Moxley rolled outside, and Page hit a big-time moonsault off the top. He hit so hard that his momentum carried him into the guardrail on the outside. So, Buckshot in the ring missed. Moxley got a death rider. Page kicked out. Anvil elbows transitioned into a bulldog choke. Moxley hit a big stalling pile driver. Page kicked out at one and no-sold the pile driver. Don't like that at all. I, mean, I, I, I don't care who you no are. reason. Bro. I don't care who you are. Uh, you're not. You, you should not be kicking out at a one this late in the match off of a fucking pile driver. That's just me. I don't know. Yep. Crowd was in control behind Page. Moxley flipped off the fans. Uh, they didn't really care. They enjoyed it. Uh, he got on a sleeper. Looked for another pile driver. Page counted into a dead eye, which Moxley then this was even worse than the fucking pile worse. driver. He he no sold a dead eye. He got yeah. up. He acted a little dizzy, but he got up and he goes right into a curb stomp on Adam Straight Page. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck? There's no re- there's no reason behind. It. I, I I just didn't get that that no sell at all. Me neither. I didn't get the no sell of the pile driver, and I certainly didn't get the no sell of, of the dead eye. It's almost like there was confusion after the dead eye. A little especially. bit. So after the dead eye, curb stomp, and they both collapsed. 
Forearms, headbutts, palm strikes, traded until Paige hit another lariat, went for the buckshot lariat, and that was enough to put Moxley away, and he gets the victory, his first match in 85 days, and Adam Page was the right winner here uh, against John Moxley. After the match was over, we had the referee and the trainer on the outside, Doc Sampson, or the doctor, rather. He went to go check on Moxley, and they kind of continued the storyline of the concussion. Now maybe Adam Page has delivered uh, a buckshot lariat that has given Moxley himself a concussion and will keep Moxley out for a couple of weeks. So it's going to be interesting to see where they now take that storyline, seemingly flipped the script here with Moxley on the receiving end and Adam Page being the one to deliver. What do you think is going to happen there, bro? Moxley versus Hangman in a concussion match at Revolution. A concu- what, what the hell is a concussion match? First one with a concussion loses. Oh, give me a break. I don't know. I think we. I do. I. I do think we. We get this. And this is a great way to. You know. You can't. Re- Revolution's March fifth, and you can't really have this on weekly television. So you know, taking one of them off TV. You know, at a time and selling the storyline, slow burning it until Revolution is a good idea. So I do think we get this match one last time at Revolution, and I think it, it'll even be a banger then. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see why I wouldn't be. There, there needs to be a rubber match um, at yes. some point for sure. Yes. So um, I'm guessing it'll be the pay-per-view. It does seem like a long time to, um, to, to, to stretch this out. But so let's see what they have planned with it. But, I mean, logistics tell us, you know, rubber match at the pay-per-view. Maybe a last-man-standing match. Yeah, there you go. That's the last-man-standing match, match sure. between uh, Adam Page, Hangman, and uh, John Moxley. Austin, sign me up. Yeah, there we go. Sign me up, man. Baby is back. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I didn't... Uh, what? No pop. That pop. Oh, that pop. Yes, it was fucking unbelievable. Tony Schiavone introduced Adam Cole from ringside. Fans went crazy, and he just stood there, just taking it all in, man. Uh, and he's been out since Forbidden Door. He had that championship match with Paige and Okada and, and uh, Jay White. So he's back. And he's in the ring, microphone, it's story time for everybody with Adam Cole. He says they had no idea how badly he wanted to say Bay Bay today. He says he's been thinking all day about what to say and how to say it. He said it's a good news, bad news situation. Now, I don't know what you guys were thinking, but uh, I got kind of worried that he was going to come out and tell us that he's not going to be able to wrestle anymore. I don't know what you thought, Jesse. That's exactly what I was thinking, man. It, it you know, he was he was dressed in complete street clothes, mm-hmm. and then he, you say you get good news and bad news, and you're out there randomly with a microphone, man. It's it's, I mean, they they kind of tugged at our heartstrings a little bit, and they got me because I was sitting there like, oh fuck, no, yep. no. And he was he was emotional. He had those uh, he had those watery eyes about to leak out there. Ugh. He said the good news is after is that after he all he's been through, he's a new he has a new appreciation for life. He's a new guy. He says, as a kid, all he wanted to do was become a pro wrestler. And this is where we got to think, um, where's this going? He says, it's great he got to do that, including in AEW in Los Angeles. Fans are chanting for Adam Cole, and they're chanting for AEW. He said, the last few months made him realize how much he missed doing this. And we missed him. We missed him greatly. He said he was banged up with a shoulder that was torn to shreds and two bad back-to-back head injuries. He says he was really scared seeing doctors multiple times per week with headaches and dizzy spells multiple times per day. He says if he was in a car for more than 15 minutes, he would vomit. He said the worst part was the sleep. 
He said how he would lay there with high anxiety uh, killed him. He said he didn't get up, uh, that he would get up at 3 in the morning with his heart racing. He said Britt Baker would ask him if he's okay, and he said he told her that he didn't know what was happening to him. He said none of the fans knew what was happening to him, but so many were there for him. He said every single day he'd read people saying they miss him and he hoped he was recovering okay. He says he doesn't care if he never wrestles again, but he just wanted, you know, he wanted, um, well, the fans rather wanted him to be okay. So this is where I got a little, like, he's okay if he doesn't wrestle again. Yeah. Now that's, uh, that's a little too much for me there, man. Don't go down that road, please. I hope that's not the case. And he says people just wanted him to be okay. He got choked up. He got a little teary-eyed here. He said it meant the world to him to hear that. He said at the end of the day, pro wrestling is a give-and-take situation. He said he gives them the fight of their lives, and in exchange, they give their appreciation. He says he gave them nothing for months, but they still gave him their appreciation. So fans are chanting for Adam Cole. He said, now for the bad news. Here's the thing. The bad news isn't for me. The bad news is for the AW locker room because Adam Cole is back. I'm not going anywhere. He says he was sure he was finished, but now he stands before them saying he isn't done yet. He says he's one of the best pro wrestlers on the planet for the past 15 years, and he won't stop until he is the best. He said he even uh, he hasn't even scratched the surface in AEW and what he's capable of, which is true. He says he wants everyone in the building and at home to remember this day. He said this is a day where the new Adam Cole was born. He says it's an Adam Cole promising that he will be at the top of the mountain one day. He threw the microphone down, and fans chanted, Adam Cole, baby. You know, man, I think, uh, I mean, this is nothing new for uh, people that have watched, you know, me and, you know, listened to you talk about Adam Cole when he was in NXT. I mean, he was just the fucking man on the black and gold brand. You know, we, we, we praised him just weekly, every single week. He is one of the best pro wrestlers on the planet. When that man has a microphone in his hand, it, it is very difficult to find anybody on that level of Adam Cole. He is tremendous, and he is a valuable, and I mean valuable, asset to any brand he's on, and he has been missed in AEW, man. And, and it looks like, you know, he's not going to be aligned with the elite. He's not going to be battling the elite. We don't really know for sure, but, I mean, they could have sent him out there and uh, done something with him. Maybe, maybe it does happen somewhere down the line, but... I'm okay with seeing a babyface Adam Cole solo, bro. I, I think this is the road that AEW should really go. I think he is he is just great on his own. There's no need to put him with anybody, man. He's that good. And I want to see him potentially do go after a world title, do go after a TNT title first, because MJF's going to have that position locked down for the rest of the year. You know, Adam Cole holding the TNT championship, bro, we talk about what the title needs. Bay Bay may actually be what the title needs. Well... Right now, they have a they have a bigger void to fill for um for Adam Cole because other than other than Brian, there really is no super baby face no. to 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 Ying to MJF's Yang. Right about now, um, Kenny Omega could easily be that guy, but he's tied up in a trios division. Yeah. Um, Brian is, is hot on his tail, but we know Brian is not going to be a serious contender to win that title from MJF. Um, I think this is the time to start playing. If they're going to bring him back, Cole, as a babyface, I think this will be the time to start planting seeds for that feud. 
And then you have the job and the task of keeping them apart for a long time to make a title change seem a little bit more believable. Because if you put anybody you put MJF in the ring with within the next at least seven to eight months, at least, is pretty much a guaranteed L. No one thinks that, that he's going to fucking lose that title right about now. But give him some time, give him some distance, show some signs of the cracks coming into the seams and show a super baby face like Adam Cole lurking. And you get something very believable in a, in a money feud down the road. I mean, that would be tremendous. I mean, Adam Cole yeah. versus uh, versus MJF on the microphone. Imagine those two guys in a promo battle. Yeah, I mean that yeah. that would that that's some serious fucking feud right there. Yep. Uh, I, I I agree though. I, I mean, it, it's very difficult to book anybody against MJF right now because he's not losing the championship. He's he's going to be the champion for the rest of the year. There's no reason why he should not be. Yeah. But yeah. I don't want. I also don't want to put Adam Cole in a position where he's going to. Go up against the world champion and then lose because, you know, he himself is a absolute number one world champion. So what yes. do we do? What do we do? Like, do, do we wait and, and do we like have him lurk like you said? Or do we have him go and kind of climb the mountain, climb the fucking ranks, win the TNT title, drop that and then go after yeah. the world championship when he's ready? I don't, I don't want to have him lingering around and then, you know, wait too long to get a championship match or you know, linger around, win matches, and then put him against MJF to inevitably lose. I don't want to see that happen. I would rather yeah. not see it, see it until it is absolutely ready for Adam Cole to be at the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, no, I 100% agree, but um, I think that is your money feud as of right now as far as super babyface versus uh, um, super heel. Yeah. This MJF title run, man, could be fucking memorable. I mean, we got Brian, which is going to be tremendous. We got yeah. Adam Cole back, and if... You know, we are correct in our assessments here. That's going to be something that we could potentially see down the line. Uh, we, we know we're getting an Adam Page MJF match. I mean, it's just stupid not to do one. Uh, John Moxley again, possibly. Uh, there are Kenny Omega. I, I mean, we've said it for weeks now. We think Kenny Omega is better in a solo or singles yeah. division but, but instead of the trios. That would be a tremendous match. I mean, we got some prime competition lined up for MJF. No, 100%, man. Um, we just gotta align. We just gotta align those stars. Um, we can't. We can't just wait and then insert. You know, we gotta continue to build up and everything else. I mean, and and I feel like that's important to say because uh, way often than it needs to be, we get rising stars that kind of fall to the wayside. You know, Miro, Wardlow. Yeah. Where yeah. the fuck is Wardlow? I don't know where Wardlow is. Wardlow's being punished. He got his haircut. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just. I mean. I remember when it happened, we kept saying he's not buried. Uh, I mean, Jesus Christ, dude. What are they doing with him right about now? I don't know. I have no fucking clue. He cut his hair, take him off TV. It, it, it makes him seem very fucking defeated. Very defeated. What about Darby Allen and MJF? We could see Darby Allen potentially take the title off MJF. Darby Allen Darby Allen's a, is a, a lovable underdog. But at this moment, no one would believe him beating MJF. No. Eddie Kingston's another one. We could get a nice little feud out of that. Yeah. Plenty for uh, Mr. Maxwell to kind of keep himself occupied with. But uh, this was a tremendous promo. I mean, I'm so happy that Adam Cole's back. Uh, we needed him back. And now that he's 100% healthy and ready to go again, AEW just got a major, major return locked up, and he's back on the roster. Excellent. Excellent stuff. The acclaimed. They're with Billy Gunn. They caught a promo backstage. Max Caster said they're getting one of their best honors, or one of the best honors that one could get, and they'll share the honor with some of the top celebrities like 
Roseanne Barr, Alec Baldwin, and Donald Trump. Trump was booed here, as you uh, would uh, assume. Anthony Bowens announced that they'll be getting their names on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Now, I don't know how that's happened, uh, how that's really? going to happen. I, I mean, I think, you, I think you could buy one now. I, you I don't, buy one? Okay. Yeah, I, I think you could buy one. I, I think so. Someone correct me if I'm wrong on that, but uh, I think they uh, can buy one. But what, whatever the case may be, you know they're going to have fun in L.A., and uh, more than likely we'll get something uh, on Rampage from Mr. Caster as far as the rap goes. I wonder if they mentioned the Saudis in any way. More than, li- oh, more, th- more than likely, you know, Tony Khan's going to approve that one. You see this sign out there? Yes. Yes, the Saudis Saudi. are not Usi. <laughs> Saudis are not Usi. <laughs> I mean, I don't, bl- I don't blame them. They're not Usi. That wouldn't won right there. Moving on, we got Hook and Jungle Boy, Jack Perry versus Big Bill. His name is Bill, bro, and he's big. Yes, I know. I know. Lee Moriarty with Big Bill. Tag team match. This went about eight minutes. This was pretty fun. I got to admit, this was pretty fun. I enjoyed this. And uh, the big hook, no pun intended here, was Hook himself delivering a Tazplex to the big man, Big Bill. And Moriarty and Perry, they locked up. They traded corner strikes. And Perry hit a springboard arm drag into a drop kick. Hook took out Moriarty with a short arm scissor. Moriarty then uh, was on the attack, or on the defensive, rather, from an attack, double team. Perry tried to dive through the ropes onto Bill, who caught him for another apron chokeslam, but Hook stopped that from happening. Bill and Moriarty controlled Perry during the entire picture-in-picture, and uh, apparently uh, Ken Jong was out there at ringside. We saw him there, and MJF kind of let him have it uh, a little bit later in the show. Uh, Jack Perry powerbombed out of a submission and made the hot tag to Hook, Threw Moriarty all over the place. Big Bill put a stop to that offense. Hook showed uh, absolutely no backing down from Big Bill, who he tried to stand face-to-face with. And he did a few attempts, and Big Bill said, no, it's not going to happen. And he eventually got a T-bone Tazplex on Big Bill. Crowd went crazy, as you would expect. That was the big moment everybody was waiting for. Could they get him over? And I got to admit, man, Big Bill sold the shit out of that. He made him look good. Moriarty and Perry, uh, they're in there. Hook took out Bill on the outside with a dive. Perry got the snare trap and made Moriarty tap out. Some fun stuff here. And uh, I like this team of Hook and Jungle Boy, man. That suplex popped the crowd big, and that's what everybody's waiting for. Yeah, the only thing I didn't like here is how they keep advertising that um, Jungle Hook was a one-time thing. Um, I, I think this needs to be where Hook stays for a little while. It gives them time to let Christian Cage finish his healing. Um, it gives Hook something to do that you, where you can start introducing an L to him without introducing it to him as a singles competitor. You know, you can start, you know, start blemishing that record a little bit, having them take tag team L's, put these guys in the tag team division. You know, it gives it gives Hook something to do. That's credible, and it definitely gives Jungle Boy something to do until they can finish the Luchasaurus and Christian stories. I would love to see these guys stay in a tag team. Again. Yeah, me too. I think that I think this is a good move. I really do. Uh, Big yeah. Bill, on the other hand, uh, I mean, what do we do with Big Bill, bro? He looked good out there. I mean, the name's going to hold him back. You mean Mid Bill? Uh, big Bill, bro. His name is William. He's big, and you can't teach that. But he needs a new name. I saw Road Dog said that that that. That he thinks Enzo would be a great manager, I think he said. I think Enzo yeah. would be a great pickup for AEW in general. I think Enzo's great. 
Enzo would Enzo would be great. Picking up Enzo right now would would be the equivalent to me saying, "Well, they they they, you know, they get um, they they get Roddy, they get Roddy White, not Roddy White, they they get um Fish. So why not why not bring in Kyle? Or whether it was vice versa, they got Kyle. Why not bring yeah. in Fish and then they get something for him to do? Yeah, I mean, so I- same thing here. They got Bill by himself. It's not really gelling." Bring in Enzo, and you get you get money to be made right there. Yeah, you know, I'm genuinely surprised that Enzo has not landed somewhere. I I, re- I really am. I mean, you know, he's gonna have a bad stigma around certain people for whatever reason. But the man was proven innocent, so I don't know why anybody's still harboring fucking ill will based on that situation. I mean, the man was the man went through the fucking trials and tribulations he needed to, and he was proven innocent. It was all bullshit. I would love to see, bro. I would love to see Enzo and Cass back together in AEW. I really, I think that would be tremendous. Not, I don't, I don't think it was about his allegations. I mean, the, and the fact of the matter is, he just he's an asshole. Well, he's I mean, so is MJF. Yeah, but MJF is way more over. Someone, someone says uh, Enzo is in MLW. Okay. So. All right. Well, I don't watch MLW. Pardon me. There's so much fucking wrestling I watch during the week. I, I'm going to add MLW to the fucking list of things to do. Yeah, no. If I, if I come across it on being sports while I'm half asleep, then I'll watch it. But no, sorry. <laughs> but I think Enzo would be a great pickup. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be pretty good. Renee Paquette interviewed Orange Cassidy and Dan Housen. We got this guy, Paul Walter Hauser. I, I, I've never heard of him before. I don't know who, who he is or where he's from or what he's a part of. Uh, that's how out of me? touch I am. Huh? Karate Kai, man. Uh, 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 who? Cobra Kai. Bro, I don't watch Cobra Kai. I haven't watched a Cobra Kai episode. Not one. And you're looking at me like I got six fucking eyeballs. What? what, what? Bro, listen, you don't know who you're talking to, bro. No Cobra Kai, no Star Wars. Uh, no Star Wars is perfectly fine. But no Cobra Kai. You have not watched any of the... Oh, my God. No, no. Should I? I mean, I got other... I mean, what, what am I missing out on? What's so great about it? Bro, just move on with the fucking... <laughs> How have you not watched Cobra Kai? Bro, this is the same. You're talking to the same guy that you turned on to Breaking Bad, bro. I I, I don't watch a lot of television. Man, I don't. I'm not a big on, movie um, guy. I'm not a big TV guy. Well, I like what I like, and I w- I'll watch what I like. I don't know. He was on um, um, Thunder Rosa's Taco Vlog before. Ah, he's a taco loving patron. Fun fact: He's a big a big AEW fan, man. There you go. I mean, Freddie Prince Jr. is a big AEW fan, too. He was in the crowd. There you go. He was there, too, man. Well, he's got a Golden Globe briefcase. I don't know. I guess it's a Golden Globe in there. He didn't want to hold it up. He was or open it up. He didn't want to, you know, ruin the surprise. He's like, yeah, we'll open it up on Rampage. I'm not going to be watching Rampage. I mean, it's just open it up now. I don't give a fuck. No, open it up now, bro. <laughs> so, uh, apparently, Dan Housen asked, what's in the box? Hauser asked if things were good with the best friends, because Orange Cassidy was there, in walked Trent and Chuck Taylor. Yep, everybody's good. And uh, Danhausen said, "Well, y- your name sounds very familiar, like mine." And then this guy says, "Yeah, we 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 possibly could be brothers. Imagine being brothers with Danhausen, bro. Be rough, man. Well, imagine uh, imagine yeah, that boy. Thanksgiving dinner, man. Holy shit! No shit. This was uh, this was a waste of time. I don't care. 
They always, they always seemingly put Orange Cassidy and the best friends in these fucking ridiculous, lame, cringy segments. I don't know why. Comedy. I, they're, they're, in, they're, they're just in the comedy division. Yeah. You know? We got Renee. She is standing outside a locker room marked with the Elite's logo on it. She said she hasn't had much luck talking to the Elite. She said the best of seven series in that arena was the Lakers and Pistons back in 1988. I guess that's why we got the NBA uh, NBA theme from NBC locked into they, uh, the show. Did they seriously let the or let the rights to that song just go away? NBC. Uh, Tony Khan bought it. Did he buy it? I, I thought they it. just let it go. This fucking guy bought the rights to that song. Unbelievable. Man, that song that song is like ingrained in our childhood, bro. Holy that's shit! That's iconic. It's an iconic theme. I remember watching some of the best fucking basketball I've ever seen in my life behind that theme music, man. That's fucking incredible. I know. Anyway, we move on from that, and we go into the next segment, which this was this was tremendous. A lot of people are uh, blasting MJF now as a racist online. I don't know what he said that was anywhere close to racist, but we'll figure it out here. I don't let them let, let them. This is what he does. This is this is exactly what he does. You're you're mad at somebody for him playing a character on TV, Good. and you know exactly. I mean, this is not the most outlandish that MJF has, has even touched. Really, I mean, I don't know what, what was so bad here. This was more like comedy hour than anything to me. Kanosuke Takeshita. Right. Yeah, what what happened? I mean, but just I mean, look, he's not gonna apologize. He's he's not gonna stop doing it, and you can't cancel him. So you're just going to sit there and look fucking stupid complaining about what MJF does. No one is going to censor MJF, no. not even Tony Khan. No, don't even try it. Don't even fucking, you're just going to look bad. Just let it go. Just take. Just let it go. Take the L. Takeshita's in the ring. MJF uh, interrupted Takeshita. Uh, so Danielson was uh, waiting to come out here. He gets in the ring. He's got a microphone. Cut my music, cut my music. He told Takeshita that people seem to think that he's a big deal. He says he hasn't seen any of his stuff, but don't take it too personally. He says when he watches Dynamite back, he just fast forwards all of what is not important, and he only watches his own segments, the only segments that matter. He asked if his name is, well, how, do you, how do you pronounce your name? And then he, and then he says, uh, is it take, take a shitter? <laughs> he legitimately, MJF legitimately called Takeshita take a shitter. I mean, I, I, yeah, this was hilarious. I think that's why they that's why they call him racist right there. I people are people are calling MJF racist because he called Takesh to take a shitter because he made fun of his name. Yeah. You got to I mean, be I, fucking look, kidding dude. me, man. I watched I watched MJF. <laughs> I watched MJF curse out a little kid at a meet and greet in front of his parents. Bro, this guy motorboated a woman on fr- in the front row, fucking put his face in her tits, bro. I mean, are you, you fucking kidding me? You can't cancel him. You just can't. Stop it. Holy shit. That was hilarious. Take a shitter. He, fucking. He, then he asked him, did I get it right? Is that the right way you say it? <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> he told him not to take one in his pants tonight because he needs him to win. Takeshita fired back some words in Japanese. Fans uh, got excited about that. MJF said, well... I thought Danielson was a bad speaker. He told Takeshita, "Around here, we talk American." I guess oh that's also God. what I guess that's that's what did him in too. What a dick! Around here, we talk American. <laughs> Takeshita then said, "I said, kiss my ass." 
So Takesha speaks pretty good English. Yeah, he does. You know, so uh, I don't know. Well, I don't know what's such a hot button fucking subject here. He, he told Takesh that we speak American around here, but let me tell you something. Takesh speaks English. He's not speaking I Japanese. Hear I hear he he he's acclimating very well to American culture. Yes, so. he is. I mean, uh, just follow him on Twitter, man. He's all over the place. Yes, it's awesome. shopping it's at Sam's hear. Club and fucking. He's got himself a, a beautiful new uh, puppy. It's great. It's awesome. It's good to hear. It's really good to hear. MJF told the ref to keep Takeshita away, Aubrey, because he had more to say. Fans chanted, Maxi Pad, Maxi Pad. He called LA a bunch of nerds. He says he's been hearing a rumor that he's afraid of an Iron Man match with Brian Danielson because he can't last an hour. Then he says that they should ask their mommies and their sister and their skank girlfriends just how long he can last. And he's thrusting his hips and gyrating like Ravishing Rick Root out there with the world title around his waist. I, I don't know. I don't know how you don't find this entertaining. Everybody wants to fucking go to cancel culture. Man. This is fantastic television. He said that he's the real Iron Man because he's all about pinning shoulders on the mat and ba- on the mats and banging rats. Uh, I mean, bro, I'm telling you, man, if MJF can't wrestle no more, man, he's got an absolute job. Number one job waiting for him as a comedian. Oh, God. Commentary. This guy will be on commentary. Kick. Forget about it, man. MJF is going to be the absolute best color man to ever do it when he retires from the ring. Bobby the Brain Heenan would be looking down, fucking smiling from ear to ear, man. Man. Holy shit. He asked if fans actually really like Danielson. He said it makes sense because, like Danielson, they're all irrelevant. And then he started to point out all these celebrities in the crowd. He, he pointed out Ken Jong, who was present there. You guys know him from The Hangover. They showed him at ringside. He said his fame peaked 20 years ago in The Hangover. He said his Dr. Ken show on ABC. Yeah, I can't wait to watch the next episode of the next season. Oh, yeah, that's right. We can't. It's canceled. And then uh, Jong is out there. He's looking angrily on an MJF. You know, this is what MJF does. You can't really be bad at him. And then MJF uh, looked at over at Freddie Prince Jr., who was also in the house. But he was drinking a large cold beverage out there, Freddie. Yo, Freddie, if you need a color, if you need a play-by-play, bro, call me for the new promotion. Right, I'm, I'm readily available, bro. Okay. Um, MJF, uh, he's in the ring, and we get a, a, a Freddie chant, and he's like, "A Freddie chant in LA, really? I mean, this is what you people do around here." So uh, he can't believe there's a Freddie chant. He said, "I was born in 1966. Oh, uh, 1966. 1996." So he doesn't remember when Prince was a meaningful actor. He said all he remembers is when Freddie was the sidekick to a talking CGI dog, a.k.a. Oh. Scooby-Doo. You ain't nothing but a Scooby-Dooby douchebag, says MJF. Reggie? <laughs> oh, Reggie? Cancel him. What is wrong with people? I don't know, man. What is wrong with people, man? He said there won't be an Iron Man match because his name is MJF. And then uh, as he did his catchphrase, Danielson ran out and interrupted MJF. Not jog. He fucking sprinted out of there uh, away from Brian and ran up the ramp to evade uh, Brian coming down and beating the shit out of him. Uh, This was was great. I mean, some people were like, oh, this went too long. Oh, it took away from the match and blah, blah, blah. I mean, MJF takes away from nothing. MJF just makes the show better. I mean... And everything he did here was, listen, I could listen to him speak for two hours. I would rather watch MJF cut a promo for three hours than watch Monday Night Raw on a weekly basis. I like the positioning of this promo. They 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 literally stuck it. Productions of a match. Yeah. We didn't see it coming. We thought we were getting MJF 
when Shivani went out there and started introducing someone he didn't want to introduce. Then Adam Cole came out. You know, they kind of swerved us right there. But then we get MJF right after. Oh, my God, dude. It was, it was so good. It was so good. Take a shitter. <laughs> Reggie, let me at him, Scoob. <laughs> now, listen, man, I love Scooby-Doo, man. I was a big Scooby-Doo guy. It was all right for me. It was okay. Brian Danielson and Takeshita, bro. This was a fucking absolute banger, bro. I mean, where's Sheamus when we need him? Banger after banger after banger is what Brian Danielson is going to do uh, with all five of these matches, man. Holy shit. Bro, I- I'm telling you, man, Takeshita is going to be the American version of Kazuchika Okada, bro. Uh, he is just tremendous. Everything it, he it, does is just so good, bro. I mean, I can't... Like, I... I know when I see a good wrestler, man, I, I love a good pro. Takeshita is fucking incredible. He really is. It feels like they're trying to push him to that point. As, yeah. I mean, as a matter of absolute fact. I'm okay with that. I just really hope they take it easy. Take it easy. It seems like the money match is going to be uh, Takeshita versus Omega. Um, Just take it easy. Just... Don't shove him down our throats. We like him. He's over. And we'll get him to where we want him to be as far as on the card. Just don't shove him too fast because the fans will push back. There's uh, There was a, a news article uh, going around the IWC that Tony Khan is prepping to push Takesha as, to- as a top guy in AEW. And uh, there was a storyline, I believe it might have been happening on Dark or... I know he was at the PWG show with with Don Callis. Uh, something going on there with Don Callis, maybe possibly him recruiting Takeshita. And I mean, yeah. if that's if that's the case, bro, uh, he needs to start winning. I know he lost this match, and you knew he was going to lose this match because it's going to be Brian and and MJF at the pay per view. But after tonight, bro, this man needs to start winning matches. Yeah, I don't give yeah. a shit who they put him in there against. I don't give a shit uh, what they have to do. He needs to start getting W's. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and that's, and he, he hasn't hit that, that part of it yet, which is fine. Um, they're already making it a slow burn. Perfect. Let's get a title on him at some point, um, in the spring coming up. Yeah. Um, like you mentioned the all Atlantic championship that'd be right up his alley, but also we got to remember that title means nothing. And Takeshita is just starting. We need to get that title, some prominence going before we put it on someone who needs the rub. Yeah. So. Um, I'm going to see what they do, all right? Because clearly the guy is over. Clearly the guy, the guy can work in the ring. All we need is some good storytelling, and he is on his way. Just don't do it too fast, please. There are so many guys that could win that All-Atlantic Championship. And, and I said this for a couple of weeks now. I've been saying this for a while. To catch the holding that championship would be the fucking absolutely most picture-perfect thing you could do for him. That should be yeah. his first title in AEW. Now, I, I agree with what Jesse said because, you know, Orange Cassidy is great. He's fantastic. I'm a big Orange Cassidy guy. Uh, when he wants to fucking show up to work and wrestle, uh, the man could put on a, a banger himself. But to me, he's not really doing much with that All-Atlantic Championship. To me, it doesn't really, it still doesn't feel special. Now, if a guy like Pac won the title back and, and held it, I, I feel like Pac could do something with the championship and really make it relevant. This is where we feel Miro would come into play. This yeah. is where we feel Miro would, and I don't know if Miro wants to do business or not. I don't know if he's selfish. I don't know if he's one of those guys. We don't really know what the story is with Miro. It's all speculation. He didn't want to lose. He didn't want to. He didn't want to put anybody over. This is what was in the dirt sheets. 
Miro coming back and holding that championship for a for, for the summer. And then we get into the fall of 2023, bro. And then we start building towards Miro and Takeshita for full gear. I mean, holy fucking shit, bro. I mean, that would be an absolute breakout moment for Takeshita. And I don't know why anybody would not want to be a part of that for somebody this good. That, that'd be fantastic, man. Um, there seems to be a lot of moving parts as it pertains to this Miro situation, though. So, I mean. You know, Andrade is another guy. I mean, if Andrade can't, you know, can come back, and he's another guy that can win that All Athletic Championship, make it feel special. Um, Buddy Matthews would be fucking great for that as well. I don't yeah. know. It seems like it would have been a fantastic show, especially since I know that TK knows that the fans wanted Mercedes. So, if he knew we weren't getting her, it would have been a nice little, you know, surprise to get Miro back tonight. Yeah. That would have been fantastic, but again, there seems to be a lot of moving parts with this Miro situation, man. Yeah, they got a lot of guys. The chat, the chat's throwing out names. Roosh is great. You know, Bandito. I mean, I mean, take yeah. take your fucking pick. I mean, the All Atlantic Championship, though, it, it feels unimportant. You know, the yes. whole the whole premise of the championship is like getting people from other countries and other ethnic backgrounds to be wrestling for that championship. And AEW is so fucking diverse that it, it could really it, it could be a title that is positioned right underneath the world title if they wanted it to. It could be bigger than the TNT title for the singles championships. And, and it's not. It's not. I, I, don't, I don't really understand why we're not taking the initiative here. I, it's I it's not. It, it's a title that no one really understands its existence. Um, it has no lineage. I mean, as far as like the name of it, no company's ever, I mean, no, no one's ever heard of an All-Atlantic no. championship being prestigious anywhere. So... It's, it's, it's not like they came out with an intercontinental title, per se, basically. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So they, they, they've they invented a title, put it out there. No one knows about it, so no one cares about it. And no one has brought it any prestige at all. So you need to do that. It, it needs to be important. Yeah. I don't care who you have to pin it on. Put it on. Adam Cole, Kenny Omega. Someone needs to carry that title that means something so that the title can mean something so that we can start making the title work for others. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I've seen this in the chat here. Ibushi versus Takeshita. That would be, I mean, if you want to position him this year as a top priority, I mean, that match at Forbidden Door, if you can get Ibushi and he's 100% ready to go, my God, man, that is a match that would tear fucking uh, the, the building and the building next door down. Holy yeah. shit. It would. Not only that, it would. It would really tap into the the new Japan audience as well. Yeah, there's a there's a lot, man. There's a lot of promise for Takeshi. He's in a really good spot, but we need to have him start winning matches. And this match with Brian was was just awesome for a TV match. Uh, early blue thunder bomb, one of my favorite moves all of, in all of pro wrestling. Uh, Danielson went for the Busaiko knee and got a blue thunder bomb uh, for his troubles. Danielson counted into a headlock takeover. Uh, Danielson locked into the Romero special and into a dragon sleeper, which Takeshita reversed into one of his own. Uh, speeding up here, Danielson answered with an underhook suplex uh, coming out of a forearm and shot battle, which led uh, to Brian and his chest leaking blood. That's how hard he was being shopped. Danielson hit some corner drop kicks. Uh, the, the, the Blue Thunderbomb uh, spot where he got caught uh, coming off the Busaiko knee was actually after this spot here. Uh, the other one that he tried was uh, an attempt, but he didn't get it, did Takeshita. Chops from Takeshita, continuing to just chop the red area on Brian's chest. Looked devastating. Danielson moonsaulted out of a corner into a flying clothesline. He then hit a dive to the floor. 
And these two guys are battling up on the top ropes. Takesha hit a massive lariat off the top rope and turned Danielson midair inside out for a two count. Danielson counted into a powerbomb or a powerbomb into a hurricanrana that took Keshta outside. Danielson charged off the apron. The two guys landed uh, very uh, hard and very awkwardly into the railing. Danielson then limped to get up. He threw a kick, but Takeshita blocked into a brain buster on the floor. That looked fucking brutal. Takeshita tried for a senton atomico off the ropes. Danielson got the knees up into the label lock, and Takeshita got the rope right. Danielson fired off some kicks, but Takeshita blocked a, a big home run kick, the final yes kick there, and they went into another forearm battle, throwing strikes left and right. Big forearms, a discus lariat turned Danielson inside out again. Takeshita missed the charging knee, and Danielson got some anvil elbows. Takeshita battled back by dropping Danielson on his head into a German suplex, and he got a near fall out of that. He went for another, but Danielson landed on his feet into the Busaiko knee. That only got a two-count crowd at this point. Legitimately, all the hard camera crowd was on their feet here. Crowd was going crazy. Uh, Danielson stomped down with the boots, got the regal stretch. Takeshita went unconscious, and that was the end of the match. So he didn't take a pinfall. He did not lose. Uh, that is something to be very wary of there. Uh, he went unconscious, and that is a great way to protect him here in what I thought was uh, and what will be probably one of the best TV matches that AEW puts on all year. This was fantastic. It is fantastic. I think it'll it'll go down as far as being um um a memorable moment the first time that they that they met and everything else. And I Tony said Tony says he has big things um in in, in the works for Takesta, and I believe him. I do too. Uh, I mean, I believe him. I mean, he he definitely has star potential. He's got he's got fucking super star potential. And this is one of the reasons why Brian came to AEW. This match right here, shit like this that you saw. This is what Brian wanted to do in the last three years of his career. Wrestle like this. And the only thing I don't like about these types of matches is when Brian goes fucking flipping in midair, possibly landing on his head. The lariat off the top rope scared the shit out of me. I don't like Brian. I don't like seeing Brian uh, do anything midair where it potentially could land on his head. So, well, if we feel like this, how do you think Brie Bella feels, man? I, I don't know. I'd be fucking terrified. Oh crap! What happened? Max Caster mentioned WWE tonight on Rampage. Of course he did. Why would he not? Oh man, he dropped a WWE bar. Mm, well, they de- wait for this. They one. deserve it. I may have to watch Rampage. Man, I may have to watch Rampage. Oh, God. Oh, man, it was so low. <laughs> All right, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, Max Caster mentioning, uh, I'm, I'm assuming, the Saudi deal or a Vince McMahon fucking uh, jab. Any one of those things is a great thing to hear. Blood money was mentioned. Yes. Blood money. Yes. <laughs> Tony Khan is going to have a fucking field day with this shit, man. He's keeping a fucking close eye on everything that's going on over there. i tell you that right now. He called them sellouts. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Anyway, guys, we're going to get into the uh, ladies here in just a second. We'll check the chat. we got 2,400 people. Thank you guys very much. Hit that thumbs up. we got 2,400 people in here and only 704 likes. I need 1,000 likes minimum. So make sure you guys get them on in. What, what, are, you, what, are, you, uh, what are you waving at? Hi, Brittany. Hi, Britt. How you, how you doing? Uh, listen, I thought you guys had a great match tonight. Fantastic. Really, really enjoyed, really enjoyed the work that you and Jamie Hayter did out there. Fantastic match. Absolutely. And we're happy to see uh, Adam Cole back as well. We love Adam Cole, baby. Glad, glad, glad AC is back. 
Tell you what, Brittany, I'm glad to see that Jamie Hayter is now getting the bigger pops. Well, well, I mean, I'm glad I to mean, see it. We, we, it's, I mean, no. is it really bigger than Britt Baker pops? It is, uh, uh, it is. But I, I, I give you this: it's not a knock on Britt Baker. I mean, Jamie Hayter is is as over as she is because of Britt Baker. That's yes, the honest, the truth. Absolutely. So yes, uh, Jamie Hayter is where she is because of uh, of the pairing of her and Britt. No, no doubt about it. But. Yes. Let, let's not take away anything from Jamie Hader. She's busted her fucking ass. It's fucking great, man. To get where so she is great. right now. She she legitimately, Britt helped elevate, and she did not look back. And I, I love seeing that type of shit. Um, yes. Before we get to the ladies, um, we got Rene Paquette interviewing, bro, his his name is Rock Hard. Rock hard. Juice rock. Juice storm. Listen, man, you know, I I don't want to get canceled or anything, man. I need to know know what makes him rock hard. Juice is What is with the rock hard? Juice Robinson. uh, Are you telling me if you went home to what Juice Robinson goes home to, you wouldn't be rock hard, J.D.? I... I, listen, bro. listen, listen, man. I, I Blue mean, Chew would be all over it's, you, bro. bro. why would you need Blue Chew is what I'm asking. Man. I mean, if you put it that way, I mean, I see your point, okay? I'm not going to really say anything more, man. I mean, uh, maybe that's the reason. I don't know. But I'd love rock to know. Where, where'd the Rock Hard come from? Does, is, he a fan, is he a Rock collector, bro? Is he a fan of the Rock? I mean, um, is... No. Does he like rock and roll? I mean, what, what is it? What is it? He gets rock hard. Is his favorite type of Pokemon the rock Pokemon or the ground Pokemon? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He gets rock. He he gets rock hard when she does that hip attack. All right, listen, you know, bro, you're taking it too far, bro. You know, Brit's watching. She's probably fucking thinking you're a loser. I mean, come on, bro. I am a loser, but come on, come on. Why is why is Juice Robinson rock hard? We know why he's rock hard. I I don't know. Maybe it's an inside thing that we don't get. I don't know. Juice Robinson's back. He's challenging. Inside thing. He's challenging Darby Allen for the TNT title on Rampage. Ah, right, we got Issa in the chat. Happy birthday! Happy Issa. birthday! Yeah! Issa. What's going on? I don't have, I'm in New Jersey. I don't have my uh, my actual roadcaster hooked up. Happy birthday, Issa. I'd actually sing you happy birthday, but I got no fucking voice after today. Guys, we need a flood, a spam of birthday cake emojis in the chat. I want to see everybody in this fucking chat. Give me a birthday cake emoji for NYC Demon Diva. Let's go. There you go. Anyway, uh, Juice Robinson, Darby Allen, Rampage, TNT title. Should be decent, but uh, whatever. Not going to really jump out of my seat to go watch uh, Juice Robinson on Rampage Friday night. The ladies, Jamie Hader and Britt Baker with Rebel. They went and teamed together against Saraya and Tony Storm. Now, the whole thing here was Sheeta. Sheeta, where is she going to be aligned? Is she going to come out and attack? Are we going to see Mercedes? Is she going to take out Tony Storm after the match? Are we going to see Mercedes? I don't know. I don't know. We didn't know what was going on, but we knew something fishy was going to go down here. So Jamie Hader got a big ovation in Los Angeles. And there is a back and forth between Hater and Tony Storm. I'd love to see another rematch between these two. They work very well together. Jamie Hater was sent outside. Soraya hit a uh, big uh, flip off the apron. Back inside, Soraya started going at it with Hater. 
And she was screaming that it's her house. I wonder if she does that to her uh, Ronnie Radke, her boyfriend, bro. She's at home. This is my house. This is my house. She wakes up in the morning. This is my house. I don't know. I don't know. So right, it looked good out there. It was a little bit, a little bit too much. A little bit too much. I mean, I mean, could it really be her house, bro? She's been here for two matches. It's been ten minutes since her. She owns the house. Uh, Listen, man. I don't know. Maybe she got rent free. I don't know. I guess, man. So she's in there, and um, she's looking good. Soraya looked good out there. Uh, Hater yeah. blocked the double suplex from Soraya, and Storm hit both of them with one of her own. Uh, and you wonder why Jamie Hater is so over. Uh, Storm was sent to the apron where Baker laid her out with a spinning neck breaker off the edge of the ring. Hater and Baker, they were double-teaming uh, Storm and Soraya here, slamming uh, both ladies into the guardrails. Hikaru Shida made her way to ringside. We go to commercial break. She's carrying her uh, kendo stick. So Storm was isolated through a commercial break. Soraya made the hot tag, ran wild, hit Baker with a Paige Turner that she now calls the nightcap. Ah, I see what you did there. That's, that's great. That's a nice play on words here. Uh, Baker tried an air raid crash, uh, but Soraya countered into a knee to the face. Storm hit the hip attack, the sweet cheek music. Maybe that, I, I guess that's what makes uh, Juice. Uh, there you go. Uh, it is what it you is. You know what I would have did for Soraya's move instead of nightcap? Page Turner. It was the Page Turner when she was Page. Now it's the Nightcap because she's Saraya Knight. That's what it was. Then why change it? Why are you going to have a move named after your old WWE alias? Because they can't, they, they, they didn't license the name, uh, uh, the name of the move, I'm sorry. Yes, but the name of her IP from WWE is in the name of the move. It's the play on work. Just, just fucking move on. P-A-I-G-E, bro. It's not P-A-G-E like a page in a book. Man, you're off your game tonight, man. I don't know what the fuck's going on. You need to be rock hard like Juice Robinson, bro. What's going on? <laughs> They're going to think I'm the fucking pervert? Look at you thinking about Juice's rock hard on, man. What's wrong with you? Listen, man, we, know how to, we, we have a good time on this show. Whatever. Um... So we got the nightcap. Baker tried an air raid crash. Ray counted into a knee to the face. Sweet cheek music. Locked on Cloverleaf, but Hater booted Storm uh, square in the face there. Baker hit an avalanche air raid crash, but Storm kicked out of that. Uh, ripcord double forearms from Baker and Hater. That led to a hate br- uh, Hater breaker, I think she calls it, the back breaker. The Hater breaker. But Soraya broke up the cover. Storm fought back with a German suplex, a Storm Zero, but Baker saved her partner uh, from an inevitable L. Uh, match broke down as Baker dropped Soraya with a spinning butterfly suplex. Storm and Hater had a slugfest back and forth. Rebel distracts the referee. Sheeta on the outside throws her candlestick into the middle into the middle of the ring, and Britt Baker was the only one moving around. Tony Storm was not moving, so I'm assuming this was meant legitimately for Britt Baker. She takes the candlestick, smacks Tony Storm in the back with the candlestick. This allowed uh, Hater to hit the Haterade for the one, two, three, and Sheeta somehow had this shocked look on her face as if she, oh my God, what did I do? I I, I think I did what I was supposed to do, but I'm going to play it as, uh, oh my God, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. I think she legitimately did it on purpose. She even took the Twitter with it and said, oh, what did I do? And she's playing dumb. She's playing dumb. So we got the heels winning here. Sheeta looking like she's turning heel. And like I said in the outset, no Mercedes. I do think Mercedes is all elite. I don't think Mercedes is coming until after she wins the IWGP Women's Championship. I think she's going to get that first match off in New Japan, and then 
She is going to make her way over to the AEW brand, and I think she's going to battle these three ladies here when she inevitably turns heel. It's going to be Sheeta, Baker, and Hater against Soraya, Tony Storm, and Mercedes. And it's almost going to be like it's almost going to be like the AEW originals, bro, against the WWE. You know, I'm looking at that. I'm looking at this. It's like at one point or another that you know they were all WWE Page, Tony Storm, and Sasha Banks. And now, it, 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 if it plays out that way, it could be WWE versus AEW. The first time we see that in AEW. You know what else we need? Some women's trios titles. No. More no, titles. We don't, need, we don't need any more titles. More titles. AEW just does not have enough titles. We don't need any more titles. More titles. Or women's tag titles. We need more titles. I don't know. I have a feeling we are going to get tag team titles, though. And then we're going to be sad. Oh, no, we don't need them. We don't need it. We don't need it. Uh, Blood and Guts for the ladies? I don't know. Blood and Guts usually happens in the summer. Are they going to play it out all that long? I don't know. Would Tony Khan put the ladies in Blood and Guts? Uh, I'm not putting Soraya in a Blood and Guts. Yeah, not at all. Nope. And there's ways around it, but no, I would not even take the chance. Nope. I would have not taken the chance on the Jericho Appreciation Society here. I would have saved this for Rampage. I felt like this went uh, way too long. I felt this was very clunky, uh, not needed segment. They all came out wearing matching gold jackets. Jericho was out there with his, uh, with his crew. They actually made a PWG appearance and all wrestled at uh, the last PWG show. So they're out there, and Angela Parker said that they are the six of Los Angeles. Matt Menard asks if they want to know what makes his nipples hard. I don't know. Maybe we should ask Juice Robinson. I mean, I don't know. You don't even get that. That was a dark reference, bruh. Nipples hard. He said, how about the fact that last week Jake Hager powerbombed Ricky Starks through a table? Jericho said this is one of the biggest nights in their history. Says they invaded PWG, Battle of Los Angeles, in a surprise Heard around the world uh, wrestling event. He said Hager is going to beat up Starks on Dynamite next week. He said that they sent Action Andretti back to the minor leagues. So Ricky Starks' experiment is all but over. He was interrupted by Ricky Starks. Starks walked out with Andretti. Starks says he's looking at idiots who thought they finished him off last week, but here he is. Jericho told Andretti to go back to the minor leagues again. Andretti, who is uh, someone who desperately needs to work on his promo ability, uh, told him to shut the hell up before he shoves the baseball bat that Jericho was holding up his ass. Daniel Garcia then takes the microphone and told him not to, not to disrespect Jericho like that. Andretti asked if his new babysitter, Sammy Guevara, gave him permission to speak. Andretti said Guevara can't even keep control of his wife, so how can he control Garcia? So last week, her, uh, her hangs were between her legs. I didn't get that. It's a, it get get this at all. I, I don't what 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 the fuck does that mean? Her hands. Well, it, it, in in what in what roundabout reference? Well, maybe I made a typo. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this. How does this? What's hanging between Tay Conti's legs? I don't. I don't know. That'd I mean, are we are we are we talking about uh, things that should not be talked about on a podcast? I don't know. I mean, unless this happened backstage somewhere. I mean, this was not a reference to anything. It wasn't like they were in a match. And then she kind of randomly fell between his legs, and he's mentioning that. You know, he's just bringing shit up. Like, 
What did she do between your legs? Absolutely not. Pretty corny here. It's pretty lame. Yeah, it was pretty lame. Garcia said he was uh, young and naive like him at one time, but now he's a sports entertainer who's on top of the world. And Starks asked Jericho to move aside so he can talk to Gilligan with the stupid hat. Gilligan's oh, Island, by the way. Uh, you, you guys may be too, too uh, young for Gilligan's Island. Uh, he addressed Hager and called him a village idiot. He said, that's a shame. He says he still has that dumb lisp despite being with Jericho. Says he wants to face Hager on Dynamite next week. Thing is, the match was already announced. So it's, it's almost as if Ricky Starks was out there not knowing the match was already announced on Dynamite. I don't know. Hager says, I like my hat. And then he says he wears a lot of hats. And one of them says he's an undefeated professional MMA fighter. He says he can see Ricky Starks' ball through his white pants, but he's twice his size and he's going to slap his face off of his face. Taz then said, is that even possible? Yeah, kick someone's leg out of their leg, can't you? Gonna kick his leg out of his leg. Owen Hart, 1994 Royal Rumble. There you go. Classic fucking... Biggest. Oh no! Was the no? I'm sorry. I'm, was it? Yeah, I think it was the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Biggest botch that turned into a classic. Or maybe it was the Survivor. Of. What was it? The, was it the Survivor Series '93? I don't know. I One think it was them. the Survivor Series. Yeah. Yeah. When when Owen Owen eliminated Brent, right? Yeah. Yeah. Survivor Series. So he said he'll slap him with his speech impediment. He said he'll be facing someone next week who is absolute. Bro, I'm gonna slap your face off your face. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, listen, this should have been on Rampage. Th- this honestly took some time away from the ladder match. That's all I'm going to say. It did, and, and, and that's the key right there. It really did take time away from the main event that could yeah. have used it. Yes. And that, the, the main that, event did key. feel slightly rushed a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, Andretti here. I, I mean, uh, I don't know what they're doing. with. Well, first of all, I like that Ricky Stark's on television. Nice, uh, nice there. We got him on a segment. Great. We got the momentum continuing to build. Uh, Andretti, what are we doing with Andretti? He's all elite. Is he going to be feuding with uh, Jericho Appreciation Society? Is he going to battle Jericho again in a one-on-one match? What are we doing with this guy? Well, this was my concern after they they um, after Jericho put him over. You know, it was a fantastic moment. It was a great spot. It was definitely the right call to make at the time. Um, but you needed to have a plan on what to do with him after the fact because now. We're just waiting for this thing with Jericho to end, and then what's next for him? You know, I don't see a way for Andretti to continue this kind of momentum on any level by himself. Um, unfortunately, even though the group is so fucking big, I think the only the best thing for Andretti in the JAS. You want him to join is- the Jericho Appreciation Society? Yeah, because it keeps him attached to Jericho on some level without having them feud with him forever. Yeah. So it can be a turn, you know, in some way or another, maybe a turn on Ricky at some point when he joins the JAS. But um, like I said, the group is already fucking humongous. I mean, there's too many people. I mean, starting with Anna J, she does not need to be there. She does not need to be there. But as far as what, see, so Andretti has no mic skills. He has nothing going for him as far as momentum except the fact that he beat Jericho. He can't just keep beating Jericho. Once Jericho beats him back, what are we doing with him at that point? I don't know. The only thing I can see doing with him that would remain interesting is if he turns and ends up with Jericho. I, I kind of like the idea. I don't know, uh, but we'll see. I, I, this is what we were afraid of. Uh, Andretti uh, having no follow-up, and it looks like there is uh, no real follow-up here. Yeah. Got that hot, that hot match, which was a career moment for the kid, and then nothing. Yep. 
We got the uh, main event. We got the uh, Escalera de la Muerte ladder match. Best of seven series here. Game seven between the Elite and the Death Triangle. This was uh, as you would expect with these six men. Omega was wearing the IWGP United States Championship that he won from Will Ospreay at Wrestle Kingdom 17. I do think that we get that rematch at Forbidden Door. That's my prediction. We're going to get that match, and hopefully they are uh, well-heeled before then to give us an, another banger. I, I think Meltzer gave this one close to seven stars, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. Heard it was amazing. Maybe yeah, match of the year already. I, I got to watch it, too. Uh, so we got uh, this thing starting as you would expect. I mean, the, the, there's just brawls all over the place. Uh, Penta uh, backstabber uh, with uh, Ray Phoenix on mats. Uh, Pack and Penta hit a slingshot cutter. Phoenix hit a top rope frog splash on Matt. Phoenix cleared a ladder held by Penta and Pack and took out Omega with a dive. Things started to slow down a little bit. Pack originally uh, cut off Omega, who answered with a snap dragon. He then goes for a Terminator dive. Pack moved, and Omega went through a table on the outside. That looked like it sucked. Uh, Matt Jackson did a crossbody off the top rope onto Pack through a table on the outside. We go to commercial break, and like I said, things kind of slowed down a little bit during the picture-in-picture. Picture. Penta and Matt had a tug-of-war with the ladder until Penta got trapped in a corner. Uh, Nick hit a top rope springboard dive on Phoenix. Penta tried to take out Matt, who had a backdrop onto a, a ladder that was set up. Uh, a brutal spot coming up here. Phoenix cut off Nick from doing a springboard and hit a top rope Rana, which dropped Nick. Um, and Jesse seems to have uh, cut out here. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, there you go. Okay. I'm here. Uh, what are you doing? I'm here. Why do I? Why do I see my name on your thing? I closed my laptop screen. I forgot that I had to leave it open. Oh, okay. Doesn't look good on the podcast, bro. Am I back? Am I back? No, you're not. No, no, back. my camera's out. Shit. Yeah, your oh. camera's out. I'm going to continue with this match. Um, Here we go. We got... Uh, now I lost my fucking place. We got... Oh, yeah, the top rope, Rana. We got the top rope, Rana. We got... Um, we got... Yeah, you got to max. You gotta maximize the screen. You got to ma make it a big screen. Oh, what the fuck, man? Yeah, you got to make it a big screen. Or maybe I got to do that. Do you got to do that. Do I have to do that? Say, hold on, Jesse fucked things up, right? See what? See this guy. This guy's not rock hard. I can blame for everything around this here. This guy's not rock hard, bro. I don't know. Now look, look what happened. Where's my fucking mouse? My mouse is dead. Now I can't do it. Your mouse is dead. Yeah, I gotta charge my mouse. I have a wireless mouse. You don't have a rock hard mouse, bro. No. Hold on one second. Exit full yeah. screen. What happened? Yeah, I can't adjust the screen. Oh, I see what had happened. There you go. There you go. There, there he is. There, there you go. go. Okay. This fucking guy ruining my fucking flow. Unbelievable. Continue, man. Uh, and listen, man. Matt Jackson with that fucking Rana off the top. Oh uh, no, it was Nick Jackson. His his quads, his hamstrings, bro. They got to be on fucking fire. Ugh. Unbelievable. So uh, he got fucked up on that one big time. Uh, Omega tried to grab a ladder, but Pack stomped his fingers and caught his fingers in between. And Omega nearly caught Pack in a one winged angel. Pack counted into a poison Rana. That looked brutal on Omega. Fear Factor took out Omega. Phoenix hit a spin dive onto Nick on the outside. Bucks, super kicks everywhere to Penta and Pack. Phoenix came flying in, but Matt hit a uh, locomotion Northern Lights. Last one being on the ladder. Penta was set up on a table outside. Nick hit a picture. Perfect. 450 splash through the table and through Penta. 
Matt went for the titles. Alex Abrahantes jumped in there, stopped them, resulting in Brandon Cutler using Colt Spray, which led to Omega delivering a V-trigger on Abrahantes. Uh, Omega climbed the ladder pack, used the hammer on the hand, and hit a falcon arrow on the floor. Pack made the climb up. He was about to win. Matt stopped him. Lucha Brothers set up a platform with another ladder. Penta climbed up, delivered Fear Factor on the ladder bridge. Phoenix climbed to reach the belts. Omega stopped him. Hit a one-winged angel off of the ladder bridge down into the ring. Pack sees Omega struggling to get up. He climbs the top rope, quickly delivers the black arrow, but Omega got the knees up. Omega slowly climbs the ladder, pulls down one of the titles, and the Elite win Game 7 and are the new trio's champions. And that's it. The way Dynamite went off the air, excellent show. So much action on this show. Wasn't perfect, but my God, man, what a fucking Dynamite tonight. They are absolutely on fire, man. Loving it. Yeah. I'm kind of glad that series is over, to be honest, though. But um, I'm, I am excited to see what they have going forward for the trio's titles. I remember being very excited about these trios titles. Now we're sitting here trying to come up with more things for them, and there shouldn't be. There's plenty of there's plenty of factions going around and everything. Yeah. You know? Anyway, guys, that's all we got for you here tonight. Uh, this is the second stream of the day. Uh, we are toast. We are toast, man. Uh, two hours here, three, uh, you know, two hours of dynamite, and then two hours earlier. Oh my goodness, man! Full work day here. Yeah, uh, man. I'm done. Yeah. I do this every fucking day. I don't know how. I don't know how either. I spent, I spent, no bullshit. You don't know if my wife is here. I, I spent about nine hours in this office just working on the channel. I mean, my whole damn, I got done working in the office. Then I streamed dark. Then my day was over. I had the, the kids and I had dinner and everything else. I'm like, I don't know how you fucking do it. I don't know. Some people are just built differently, bro. I'm tired, though, man. I'm fucking always tired. Anyway, guys, I appreciate you hanging out tonight. We're going to get into the Super Chats. Make sure you guys get them on in. We're going to hang out with our cold beverages. Mine's almost empty. But uh, make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. 1,000 likes is the goal, the minimum. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. It helps helps out the video tremendously. So that's all I could say. Um, Super Chats, get them on in. We got the post-show... Wrapping up here, we got the live stream from earlier. Go check all that stuff out. It's all on the homepage in the live section. And follow me on social media, at JD from NY206. It's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. And you guys can follow Jesse at the Chi-Town Smark on Twitter as well. No Kintendo with a $10 Super Chat. If and when the Saudis buy WWE, how will the touring work? Are the talent required to tour in the Middle East more than Crown Jewel? What about contract details, flight costs, drug rehab, and holidays? Bro. You guys are thinking way too far into I mean, holy shit, guys. Relax. We haven't even gotten a confirmation on if the sale was even made. Yeah. It could fall yeah. through. We could sell to Comcast or fucking Endeavor. Or Fox. Relax. Or Mickey Mouse. Michelle. This will be one of those things where, you know... If or when it happens, we wouldn't even know that there was a change if they hadn't told us. Yeah. You know, will there be some changes in the long run over time? Sure. Absolutely. As they get more comfortable with what's going on and anything they financially think they need to do. But for the immediate future, man, you guys, you guys won't see anything different. So don't worry about it. 
Michelle Moran with a $2 super chat. What a banger of a show tonight. Bay Bay. Yes, it was a great show tonight. Joseph Taylor with an $8 super chat. The Escalera de la Muerte match of the night. JD and Jesse, four dream opponents for Kenny Omega if Kenny ever want, wanted to go to WWE. Roman, 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 Roman uh, John Cena, Randy Orton, and Seth Rollins. Tony Brown with a four ninety nine sweet booty meat. Yes, I mean AEW's got the 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 prime selection of booty meat. Can't go wrong. Dom Wapo with a one ninety nine. The elite, the elites. Yes, excellent stuff tonight by all six guys. Always. I don't know why the Young Bucks get so much hate, man. It's fucking ridiculous to me. Paul Van Tassel. Easy. Yeah. Why, why I mean, is it easy? Because you you you're going to have your diehards, man. It doesn't matter who it is. They're going to hate anything AEW and vice versa. You know, the, the diehard AEW is going to hate everything WWE. I don't know why it's that way, but it is. Yeah. Paul Van Tassel, 25 months. He's got his golden microphone. I love to see it, brother. Vince McMahon is the face of evil, and John Moxley is AEW's version of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yes. Holy shit. What? We, we get Willie Mac on Dark. Yes, I love Willie Mac. Nice. Willie Mac is fucking great. Nice. He is so good. I can't wait for that one, man. Triple M. Yeah, he wrestled Brian Cage, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Lucha Underground right there happening on Dark. Nice. Nice. Uh, Triple M with two months. He leaves me a bunch of ace emojis. Thank you so much, brother. Uh, Gregory Benson with a 999. If you ever get a chance to visit Memphis, Ghost River Brewery is the best place for locally brewed handcrafted beer. Where can I get a good old-fashioned in Memphis is what I want to know. But I'll visit. Uh, I'd love to visit Memphis. I, I want to go back to Nashville, actually. I had a good time. You have to stop leaving town and doing things. Uh, apparently, I can't go anywhere anymore. No. The wrestling can't go to Nashville. I can't go on vacation. I can't take a shit. I can't go number one. I gotta. I, I can't even go to Atlantic City. Can't even go to the no. casino to watch my friend lose a thousand dollars playing blackjack last night. You definitely can't go out and have dinner and not answer your phone. Jesus asshole. fucking Christ! All because Stephen McMahon stepped down and resigned. Fucking Jeez. shit! What the hell? Uh, Gregory, thank you so much, brother. The dud with a $5 super chat. I'm not disappointed about Mercedes. The shitty hill turn is what matters to me, and it's still being teased, which makes it better. Yes, I think everybody's going to get Mercedes when the time is right. Uh, Tonic Blaze with a 999. No message. Thank you, Tonic. I'll take a gin and tonic. A good one. I, you know, I went to a bar last night. I don't know how you fuck up a gin and tonic. How do you fuck that up? Gin tonic. It's three parts gin, two parts tonic. I mean, what the fuck? And throw lime in there. Ice, maybe? I don't know. And ice, yes. Joseph Taylor with a $4 super chat. Brian Daniels versus Bandito next week. Take my money. Should be a good one. Nick Williams with a $5 super chat. Showing love to the OTS family. I'm glad AEW put on a strong performance today. Makes me forget about the drama Vince McMahon is trying to cause. Uh, bro, the drama is going to continue and get worse. Tenario with a $5 super chat. What's up, JD? Question. Are you a fan of Killswitch Engage? Yes, old Killswitch, not new. And uh, I think the last Killswitch album I listened to was the last one. It was good. Not bad, but it's the same shit over and over again. Nothing new. Uh, Matt, the PW fan, $100 super chat. Thank you again, brother. I appreciate your generosity. Helping me out big time, brother. Appreciate you. 
Golden Boy with 15 months. JD and Jesse showing love, continuing to march towards the golden mic, watching you guys grow and succeed. Here's wishing continued success. Cheers. Thank you, brother. Thanks. Love hearing it, man. The Wolfness Way with 19 months. Despite no Mercedes, the show was electric. Cheers to the double team for the double stream today, fellas. Yeah, man. We do it because we love you, but we're fucking tired. The Dud with a $5 super chat. I do not like it when AEW does picture-in-picture commercial breaks. They become real commercial breaks, especially during the women's matches. Yeah, but, you know, the thing with AEW is they take a lot of commercial breaks, but they come back in, like, 90 seconds. Look, yeah. man, if, if, you, if you're looking for wrestling without commercials, that's just called a pay-per-view. Yeah. And no one likes commercials, but if we have to get them, I guess I'd rather have the picture-in-picture. Yeah. So... Look at it that way. I mean, you're not going to get no commercials. And if most of my picture in picture, I'll take that as, you know, some kind of silence. You know. James with a 17 months. Thank you, brother. Getting closer month to that golden microphone. I hope you enjoyed Nash, Va- Nash Vegas. We're not too far from me last week. You were not too far from me last week. Hope to meet you in person this year. Kudos. Thank you, brother. Had a good time, man. I'll be back there. Stayed in Nashville for a little bit and then went to Franklin. Franklin was a nice little uh, nice little sweet town, bro. My type of vibe. Uh, Drew Gilmore with a $5 super chat. Uh, five months. I'm sorry. Five months. That's how fucking tired I am. Uh, celebrating five official months, six plus years unofficially with some Tito's. And you find gents in the OTS family tonight. Banger of dynamite tonight. Drew, we love you, buddy. Thank you so much, man. Real Jason with a 199. A lot of people upset at MJF for being racist. Soft. I may have to tweet out. MJF did not come off as racist. He did not. You understand he's playing MJF. It's almost as if you don't know what MJF is is supposed to do on television. I mean, what the fuck, man? Right. Take my advice on this one. Say nothing. I know. Say nothing about it. Yeah. Just... Oh, yeah, we're going to cancel you. No, just... Tommy Brannigan with a $5 Super Chat. Awesome show tonight, J.D. and Jesse. WWE can't be sold outside the U.S. or we are doomed. And Vince should have stayed retired. Jay Ray with a $5 Super Chat. They're saving Mercedes money for revolution so everyone can calm down now. See, there we go. Where do you get them started, bro? I mean. We don't know. We don't know. Nicholas with the 13 months. Who do you think Adam Cole will feud with first? It's a good question. Could be anybody. Who does? Why does it matter? Anybody in the ring with Adam Cole is a banger. Just get him on TV. It's all I care about. Yeah. It's all I care about. Uh, basic with a 499. Vince is trying to outdo himself. He has gone from screwing Brett to screwing the entire wrestling community. The legendary Llama's butthole. First off. Brett screw Brett. Right? I don't know about that. I think Brett Vince, I think Vince, Vince, Vince is responsible for a lot of shit. The people screwed the people. Brett screwed Brett. Golden Boy with a $5 super chat. I might be wishful booking here, but how about Cole? Juice Robinson, who's there? And Jay White, whose contract is up in New Japan. Maybe BC versus the Elites. Wow. Hey, I'd like to see that. It's a possibility. That's why we said Adam Cole, uh, or rather Jay White, is better fit for AEW than he is WWE. You need something special for Adam Cole. 
Anthony Hayes. Hey, guys, I was wondering if you, if and when MJF does decide to leave AEW, who will the likely candidate to take it from him? You mean the world title? Fight all super chat. Uh, anybody, bro. Darby, Ricky Starks, Wardlow. Why are we, why, I mean, he, he's, he hasn't even defended the title yet against anybody outside Ricky Starks. Why are we talking about him losing? So, so to answer your super chat. Nobody. Basically, right now, no one. Um, but at the time when it comes... It's gonna depend on who they've have who they have built up at the moment. You get, to pick somebody right now, I can just tell you right now, they're not ready. No, whoever you pick right now, they're not ready. No one has been built up enough to take down MJF in his current state. So, stretch dollars, seven month VIP. He leaves me a LTB long term booking emoji. Thank you, brother. Four ninety nine. JD add Cobra Kai to the list. It's really good. Says QM Rage. Not I don't know, bro. Yeah, listen, man, I'm not watching Cobra Kai. The next thing I watch is going to be the rest of Yellowstone and The Last of Us is out on HBO Max in uh, one week. Have you watched The Sopranos yet? No. Do you need it? I mean, I have it. Do I need The Sopranos? No. You have access to it? Yes. So you're just stupid. Is that what it is? It is what it is. Bomb in the I, I neglect a lot, bro. Oh, my goodness. Angel Alaga with a $125 super chat. Oh, my goodness. Great dynamite tonight. JD, as always, love your streams, especially with Jesse. Also, as a WWE fan, I am disgusted with the return of Vince, that senile, horrible person who just only cares about himself. Vince McMahon, bro, he's, he's fucking Satan on planet Earth, bro. Everybody is just up in arms about this, man. I don't know. Man. Angel, listen, man, it's going to get worse, brother. Just anticipate the worst, man. I don't know what else to tell you about Vince McMahon. I prepped you guys, and I've gotten you ready for the last seven, eight years, man. You know what to expect. He gets what he wants. It's all over. J-Ray with a $5 super chat. The contract that the Saudis have with WWE Crown Jewel states that if WWE were to sell before 2028, the Saudis would have first rights to buy the company. I mean, do you have uh, you have access to this contract? I mean, that's the first I'm hearing of that. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean you say so. I mean, it... I mean, sources. I need sources, Jay Ray, and I don't, and I don't mean uh, bro. Trust me, sources. Book of Eli with a five dollar super chat. Were either of you expecting someone to get involved in the main event tonight? No. I expected the Elite to win the Trio Championships. Yeah, that was pretty about, much about it. If anything, maybe House of Black with a stare down. Yeah. But, I know some know. people are like, oh, Adam Cole's going to ruin the Elite. Eh, it's a possibility, but I, I prefer him solo. And a baby face, Adam Cole should be great. I don't I don't want to see AEW be all, ab- all about the Elite. Yeah. I don't want to see that. Now, I hope, they, I hope they don't go that route. I know they're important parts of it, but the whole thing, I don't want to see the elite become like the bloodline of AEW. No. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Jedi Joker, $5 Super Chat. JD, you seriously have to watch Cobra Kai, man. It's really good. Also, you and Jesse not liking Star Wars is a violation. LOL. Any specific reason why? Uh, yes, uh, because I don't really like sci-fi. Me either. To be honest, I'm not a sci-fi guy. I'm not a fan. sci-fi guy. I mean, uh, my family no. my family was never really big into Star Wars either. We, they, they tried to grow us up on Star Trek. Uh, and uh, the, the, the Jean-Luc Picard, you know, Star Trek, The Next Generation. But 
Um, other than that, man, not really big on sci-fi. I like my sci-fi movies, Alien and Aliens. Um, Ridley Scott is two of my favorite movies ever. So I do like some sci-fi. It's just got to be done in that vein. Yeah, I've seen some that I enjoy, but I mean, I wouldn't put it as a genre of mine. Yeah. A few a, a few popular things I'm just not into. I mean, Star Trek, Star Wars. Yeah. Um, anime. I'm not into anime. Yeah, me neither. I just can't get into it. Pokemon. Hey, 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 hey. I tried. Bro, you're I not being be, you're not being rock hard, bro. I can't I can't I can't have you I not used, being rock hard. I used to I used to be in the Pokemon, you know, maybe about oh maybe about 10, 15 years ago, but I just not now. Uh Ghost Sniper with a two months. Thank you, brother. Great show, fellas. I'm going to the pay-per-view on March 5th. What are y'all drinking tonight? You know me, man. I always got something. Lance Walton with the $2 Super Chat. WWE will buy Scooby and bring Cena. MJF is WWE now. Uh, he WWE will buy Scooby? Is Scooby is Scooby-Doo for sale? WWE already had a crossover with Scooby-Doo. Raggy? Did, did a movie with him. Hoodlum with a 999. Event was awesome. Being up close floor seats. When I tell you it was loud and crazy in here, it was. Sure, it's a good-ass show. Cheers. AEW. AEW. Keep killing it, JD and Jesse. Every Wednesday night. Thank you, Hoodlum. AEW puts on a great live show, man. I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah. yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll suck the energy out of you because you're going to be there for an hour before the live show and another hour after the live show. You're in for a long night. Yep. Uh, Eric Ambassador with 499. People are calling MJF racist because he said Konichiwa to Konosuke Takeshita. Uh, I mean, oh my God! I mean, terrible. so so he said hello in, in his native language. That's that's being racist. That's terrible. So what? When I used to sell watches, and Japanese customers used to come in. I used to say Konichiwa or Chinese, whichever language that is. So what? Jesus Christ, man! I hate the future. I hate that. this world is fucked up. You don't like something? Up, oh, gotta cancel them. Uh, J-Ray with a $5 super chat. WWE, WWF is all about our childhoods, but we must cherish the memories and move forward. If the Saudi deal becomes legit, I'm done. I'll be all elite only. Uh, you are not the only one on that boat, bro. A lot of people are saying it. I feel like I'm the weird optimistic one that I'm just waiting for the changes. The sale will suck. And like I said, I will not be going into any more live events ever again in WWE. But if there's no drastic changes to anything that I'm seeing on TV, then I'm not going to care as much. I just feel that there will be some at the end of the day, though. MGM balling with 14 months. Best dynamite in a while. Much needed after what is going on with WWE and the bullshit with Saudi. Yes. Absolutely agree. NYC Demon Diva with 17 months as a VIP. Oh, my goodness. Happy birthday, Thanks Issa. for the birthday love, says Issa. It's my birthday. Sub to my channel. Trying to 20,000. I need every one of you to go sub to NYC Demon Diva. NYC Demon Diva. Yes. On YouTube. Entertaining. She's got the live stream reactions for all the shows. Right? Hold on. Let me... She's got Roman. I'm not talking about Reigns. The real Roman. Not that Let fake me, Roman we see on Friday nights. Right? Let me pull up Issa's channel. And I am going to put it in the chat. Can you pin it to the top, please? There we go. Issa's channel. There you go. 
I'm like, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Uh, Join Issa's channel. Let's get her to her goal, guys. Let's go. Uh, Issa, happy birthday. We love you. Uh, MGM Bowling with 499. Also, congrats on 140K. It's a shame that certain journalists had to come after you today. They're jealous. Uh, I, I don't give a fuck, bro. Uh, I mean, I really don't. Uh, it's uh, I'm clickbait. I'm I'm clickbait. Apparently, whatever. Joseph Taylor, you super chat. Uh, Joseph, thank you so much, man. Uh, Dave, he gives Kenny and Will 6.5, 6.25 stars. That's great. Cam World with three months. What's up, guys? What's up, brother? Three months. Thank you. Average foodie with a $40 super chat. What if Mercedes comes as Bow Wow's mystery versus Jade? No. What the fuck? No. No, I'm not bringing Mercedes to have her feud with fucking subpar Jade Cargill. Sorry. Uh, Billy Saison, $5 super chat. JD, I was at the show. It was amazing. Glad to see Jesse much better. Mercedes will be at Revolution. Hey, listen, man, I got, a, I got a fucking trend going here. See, here we go. Cody Snyder with a $5 super chat. Great show. As always, OTS, get some rest. I'm going to do the same. You know it. And Baby Shaq with a $4.99 super chat. Thank you, Baby Shaq. Just hit eight months here. WWE and Vince McMahon is dead. Triple H might be next to be gone. AEW was a great show. Thank you. Appreciate you, baby Shaq. Thank you for eight months, man. Jesse, we're about to get out of here, man. You are uh, going to be relieved of your duties in a little bit. Woohoo! Guys, thank Finally. you. Thank, uh, thank you so much, guys, for uh, hanging out with us here tonight. Inside the OTS venue, uh, Christy Wilson with a 199. I think Mercedes shows up at Revolution. See, what? I got a, I got a trend there you go. There you go. Uh, guys, listen, man. Go check out that live stream from earlier. Very informative stuff. We got uh, a lot of discussion to be talked about there. Sean Lee with a new membership. Oh, my goodness. Sean Lee, what are you drinking tonight, motherfucker? Happy birthday, Issa. There you go. Uh, go check out that live stream from earlier, you guys. A lot of topical discussion, a lot of great discussion. We had 4,200 people in the venue uh, earlier today. Excellent stuff. And it's on the homepage. Go check it out. Make sure you guys follow me on social media, at JD from NY206. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Make sure you guys continue to support on social media. We are going now towards 49,000 followers and just hit 140,000 subscribers on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. And next time you see me, I will be live on Friday night with SmackDown and maybe I'll watch Rampage. I'm hearing Rampage is getting a little better. What do you say on that, Jesse? Is it getting better? It was impossible to get much worse. There you go. There you go. Okay. I may watch Rampage on Friday night. We'll see what happens. Uh, But you'll see me live on Friday. And as always, guys, please hit that thumbs up. We have 875 likes. I need 125 more for 1,000. Can we do that? I would really appreciate it. It helps me out tremendously and gets the podcast in new eyes, in front of new eyes and in front of new ears as well. So please hit that thumbs up and help me out on YouTube and take care of us with the algorithm. Guys, I need those ace emojis in the chat. I need those rock on emojis. I I should make a rock hard emoji. Rock on emojis. What the fuck? (laughs) Mustang emojis in the chat. And when you hear it, guys, that music, when that guitar solo comes in, I'm going to need that music on max. See you guys Friday right here on Off the Script for SmackDown inside the OTS venue. I'm rock hard, bro.
I'll see you guys on Friday. See you guys later.